welcome to another episode of Bruh Finance. And this is a pretty interesting topic. And I always kind of notice this when I talk to certain people, especially ones kind of looking into getting into um, investing for the first time. And this topic is around forgiving your previous or younger, not your previous self, forgiving your younger self. Okay, so before we begin, full disclaimer, as always, please seek professional advice before making any financial decisions based on what you hear in this podcast. This is purely for educational and entertainment purposes only. So with that said, let's get into the episode. All right, here we are in the episode. And this is sort of more like um, when people kind of confide in me and they said, man, Jed, you know, like I really should have invested 10 years ago or man, I wish I really didn't spend all that money in my 20s or maybe I shouldn't have you know, partied so much. And, you know, it's these kind of like regrets kind of talk. And they can get very negative and feel like I should have made better decisions with my life. Now, let's let's kind of put this into context here. Let's say this person talked to me is like 35 years old. Throughout their 20s, they partied, they spent, they enjoyed their money, they worked, they spent, they worked, they spent, they had no savings, Right. And now they're 35 and they're like, man, I really got to get my act together. Or I have no savings right now, or I have very little savings. I could have so much more if I didn't do those things. Okay. Let's kind of take a moment here. It's very easy to start blaming yourself for all the things that you should have done because you feel like you've missed out things today. Yes. If you had taken all that money that you spent and done responsible things with it, you would have much more money now. But you also wouldn't be who you are today. A lot of those experiences that we have, especially in our 20s, you know, those are formidable years. Those are years where like you're meeting people. Maybe you're meeting the love of your life. You're making mistakes. You're getting credit. You're getting into credit card debt. You're traveling overseas with no insurance. You're getting all these experiences. Okay. Some you're perceiving as negative now. But at the time, there were very positive experiences. You were learning. You were experiencing life. Now you're in your mid-30s going, man, I'd be so much better off. Financially, probably. Emotionally, I don't know. I don't know. Personally, like I've been in, I'm in the same boat. Throughout all my 20s and pretty much until my, the start of my 30s, I did not have control of my finances. I did not have significant savings. I didn't have a passive income. My, I wasn't getting paid very much on my job. I had no investments, no real estate, nothing. Nada. And now that's completely changed. That's completely flipped. I've got all those things now. It's getting better all the time. But blaming your younger self, number one, is not going to do anything. But also, I don't think it's a blame thing. In fact, I think you should reward yourself. I think you should be proud of yourself because you had those experiences. And instead of looking at those experiences as negative things, you look at those experiences as lessons. Hey, that thing I did with a credit card, I probably shouldn't do again. Hey, maybe if I already had debt, maybe I shouldn't have bought that pinball machine, you know? So one of the things they, I guess they teach when it comes to, you know, leadership and success and all that kind of stuff is for anything that ever happens to you or happened to you, right? 
Don't go, oh, well, I'm terrible because of this. Because your brain is going to react accordingly. As soon as you ask your brain, oh, why do I suck? Or how come I don't have friends? Or how come my job is this? You ask these negatively framed questions, you will get negatively, you will get negative answers. So you want to ask your brain positive, constructive questions to those events, and you will get positive answers. You can try it. So if let's do an example. Let's say, you know, the first one is like, oh, man, why did I spend all that money when I was in my 20s? Yeah, you're going to get a negative response, in which case you're going to get a negative emotional response, which then you're going to take negative action or no action at all. All right, let's do the same exercise. So you go, I spent all that money in my 20s and I had such a great time. With those experiences in how I spent my money, what could I learn from that to make better financial decisions into in the future? And you'll find your brain will actually answer it. This is interesting about your brain. Your brain's going to answer whatever question you ask it. It's not going to be like, oh, well, Jed, don't be so hard on yourself. That's not how the brain works. If you ask your brain a negative question, it's going to give you a negative answer. So you want to be very smart with how you do this. And I'm going to tell you, this takes time. This is practice. This is a skill. This is a skill. This is why you'll find negative people keep being negative and positive people can stay positive. It's because they can frame their mind in a certain way. It's no different than money, right? When you have a credit card that you screwed up really bad (laughs) for like 10 years and you go, man, why was I such an idiot using that credit card? All your brain will tell you why you were such an idiot, but that's not useful. Instead, you go, "That I don't think that was the best way to use a credit card. In the future, for my next credit card, what can I do better? What can I adjust? Do I reduce my limit? Do I put reminders on my phone? Do Can I make automatic repayments? Notice how straight away these answers start coming to you and you get better. You cannot be scared of suddenly like, oh, I screwed up a credit card. I'm never going to touch it again. Or I'm scared of debt. I'm never going to touch it again. Or I had a bad experience with the house. I'm never going to do that again. You know, because as soon as you hit that that kind of fear barrier of like, I screwed it up so bad, I'm never going to do it again. You've basically stagnated because you're never going to, fear has locked you in place. Instead, instead of making these kind of absolute statements of like, I suck with a credit card, I'm never doing it again, which closes your mind off, ask a positive, constructive question. How can I use a credit card better? Are there better ways to use a credit card? Who can I speak to to teach me how to use a credit card? What training can I take? What books can I read? What videos can I watch? What articles can I read? There's literally so many things out there, you know, or, you know, what podcast can I listen to? Hey, 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 do you get it? Because it's a podcast. So there's so many things you can do. All right. So that's kind of those things. And then the other thing is maybe you need a reset day. Okay, so a reset day, which I literally just made up right now, but it's probably the best word for it, is there needs to come a time in your life where you forgive your past. You got to let that person go. You'd be like, okay, he, he or she had a great time. And I'm happy I had those experiences. I'm happy I got to travel. Now I'm ready to start the next phase in my life. Why does the whole thing have to be so negative? You can decide that one day. For me, it was the day I burned my credit cards on the barbecue. That day when I said, wow, I did it. Like I I don't have credit card debt anymore. I'm I'm not going to blame myself for having the credit card. Instead, I'm like, the future looks so bright now. 
wow, what is the potential for the future? What can I do now? I've freed myself. What are the opportunities I can capitalize on? What things can I read? What things can I learn? What investments can I buy? I can buy real estate. I can buy my second house. I can buy my third house. You know, I can put an investment portfolio for my children. You know, look forward to the exciting parts of life. Stop looking backwards and blaming yourself for the crap that you did. It's done. It's done, right? Learn from them. It's okay. And I suppose a lot of people would feel like they're on their own on this. You're not on your own. Health and money is something we've all, we all experience. It's something we all have in common. We all have to deal with money and we all have health issues at some point, right? So money has sort of like, I don't, and I, I guess I understand, but I guess at the same time I don't understand. It's like this taboo kind of topic where we're not allowed to talk about it. But yet we're all suffering from it at some point. Imagine how many times life would have been better if at a time where you were really struggling with money, you spoke to someone openly and they said, oh, I've been through the exact same thing. And maybe they haven't told you exactly how to fix it. But if if they've been through the same thing and you're looking at their life now and their life looks amazing, you're like, wow, there is hope for me to get out of this. It is possible, but sometimes we're so ashamed of what we've done that, yeah, we close off and it becomes a secret, you know, and then we can't get help. And it's it's one of those, you know, if we don't talk about it, we can't get help. Now, that's easier said than done because at the time, yes, I was also emotionally like locked in. Like I didn't want to talk about all these financial problems that I had, but you know what? Maybe I should have. Maybe I should. And you know what? It doesn't even have to be a friend or a family member. Could be someone completely impartial, someone who doesn't know you, who may never see you again. You could call up a bank. You can call up for financial advice. People who have never met you, give a fake name, fake address, fake detail. They don't even need to know who you are. You just tell them, hey, this is a situation I'm in. And because you know they're professionals, they can be like, well, let's have a look. And a lot of the times, they will see stuff that you don't. And the reason they can see it is because they're objective. They've taken, there's no emotion because they don't know you. Whereas you're emotional, you've got fear, you're scared, you know, you've got anxiety, you're worried, you're all these things. It's very hard to think straight. It's very hard to come up with a financial strategy. It's very hard to come up with solutions when when you're in that frame of mind. So having someone there who's impartial can give you some kind of clarity. As you start this journey, you start becoming more honest, you start talking to other people, maybe find people like-minded like yourself who are open to talking about money. I mean, me and Kirk and CJ talk about money all the time. We love it. And even with our extended group of friends, we're constantly talking about investments. We're constant we talk about how much pay we have. Right? And the reason is we're not talking about it to show off. We're not talking about who has more, who has less. We're talking about it because When one of us is going through something or has gone through something, we want to also learn from their experiences so that we all get better. This podcast is us doing the same thing, but to a much wider community. We want you guys to understand that some of the things you guys have been through, and Kirk has talked about his budgeting issues in the past. CJ talks about some of his like spending habits. I talk about like just not having any cash or not having any financial strategy. We've been through these things. We've come out of it. And if we could, so can you. So can you. Today, you can make the decision of like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Yes, it's not going to be easy, but I want a better future for myself. I want a better future for my partner, for my kids, you know, for my for my dogs, whoever, 
right? You can make that decision yourself and then slowly work towards it. All right? Okay? You feel better? You feel good? You're smiling? Oh, I can smile a bit. All right. Let's end it there for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed and I will see you at the next episode. Bye. Thanks for watching another episode of Bruh finance if you want to support the work we're doing you love the things you're hearing from us consider supporting us through patreon at patreon.com forward slash brah b-r-a-h underscore finance by signing up you're going to get access to all sorts of things like spreadsheets and articles and video and training and all sorts of content so again thank you for watching and have a great day